0: leading off starts right now friends i am chris welsh that is andrew seifter and welcome in and thank you for hanging out with us leading off brought to you by bet mgm it's a brand new week we are almost in september we are in the final stretch and andrew and i are here to help you out andrew how was your weekend my friend
1: so good man i just uh you know i was telling you right before show i took my daughter to a little butterfly garden got out in some fresh air because you know, with all the sports watching going on, uh, sometimes it's hard to get out of your your uh, living room there. But um, you know, especially with football coming too, I know Sunday, you know, Sundays and Saturdays are going to start getting booked for me uh, for for a lot of TV watching. So, got to take those nature opportunities when I can.
0: You know, um, speaking of bet MGM, I found myself even on another realm of wanting to bet this weekend. Because there was even preseason NFL and it got my baseball juices going a little bit more. I do think I cursed it though. I had one bet yesterday, and or I'm sorry, I had two baseball bets, and they both surrounded around Shohei Otani and the Angels. And couldn't have done a better job about that. Cursing Otani having one of his worst starts of his career. 85 pitches through four. Couldn't strike anybody out, couldn't command anything, couldn't do anything. Angels had an opportunity. I also had a total uh team total runs in the first five they had all the bases i think the bases were loaded with Gifo. it was a disaster but we're going to change it this week whether it's football and or baseball betting we've got the whole gambit of stuff to talk about so let's get right into it cardinals sweep my Diamondbacks over the weekend to extend a seven game winning streak and i picked up a couple homers from goldie so again i, I don't i think i'm at like 30, maybe, maybe 30 homers. Go cards probably knows. I don't exactly know where I'm at. We're going to look at the home run board because we do have a new leader here in just a little bit. It would be uh, a miracle for me to get in there. But I think I am crossing the 30 home run mark, which uh, I'm very happy about. The Cardinals sweep the Diamondbacks over the weekend and now seven game winning streak as they rock. In 12 games with the Dodgers, Andrew, Joey Gallo has slashed 267, 371, 667 the Yankees, he had a 159, 282, 339 slash line. Joey Gallo was not done. Shout out to Wonky for it. How much much in your belief does Joey Gallo exist? Like rest of season into next year? Was this really a change of scenery that was needed? Because we're seeing that. Remember that theoretical time where we look at Joey Gallo's numbers when he was with the Rangers and we're like, if he could just hit 230, he would be this. He is doing that in a platoonish type of role with the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think Joey Gallo is what Joey Gallo has always been. And people, you know, it is funny. What you said is totally true with batting average. People always can kind of just dream because, you know, there is more fluctuation with that stat from year to year. So there will be some years where he hits for a higher average. There will also be years where his average, like this year, is like 170, you know. And I think going to the Dodgers, sometimes you get excited. uh, You know, you get a short-term boost. Uh, but I don't really see that as something that's going to be change his outlook longer term, even for the rest of this season. Um, like you said, he's he's a platoon player. I mean, he's only he's only playing against righty. so you know, it's um, it's I you know, I'd I'd almost rather have Albert Pujols, honestly.
0: Ooh, talking about him a bit. You know, it's funny. I remember back in the day. We would, um, you took a look, you take a look at like kind of stacking players in fantasy, and we would go. If you had, I'm trying to remember who the runner was. Maybe it was, um, oh, who was the Astros guy? It's not Tavares, uh, Willie Tavares, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and maybe I'm mixing it, but it was like if you took a Willie Tavares type of guy and then you took Joey Gallo, if you combine them together, you would have like a first overall fantasy player. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's the dream on, and there's a lot of those guys. I guess it would be a fun article of like, who are players we dream on? You know, we dream on Joey Gallo doing this. We dream on Byron Buxton, you know, being out there. We dream on Mike Trout continuously being healthy. But this is actually something good for Joey Gallo's career. I actually think if this would continue, you know, Dodgers only put him in in a place to succeed. Even if his bats at bats were lower, I would rather 400 at bats versus righties with Joey Gallo than 650 doing the whole thing and struggling and losing time. This would I I wish teams would take some of these players because we're seeing like an uptick in these like. 210, 215, 220 type of hitters more and more. Let's just put them in the best uh, situations to succeed. You know, Brandon Jury kind of bucked that a little bit, but um, why not? Why not, Andrew?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's so format dependent, honestly, with a player like Joey Gallo, that I feel like, you know, it's if you're in a points league, like he's better, you know, because he draws walks and the batting yeah. average doesn't kill you as much. Um, if you're in a daily lineups league and you don't mind a little maintenance on your team, then yeah, you you play him when when he's playing. You, you sit him when he's when he's sitting against the lefties and you get the best out of him. So you can make it work. You can also draft, you know, go into the season and draft some high batting average guys to like offset Gallo. So there are ways to make it work. Um, he's a high maintenance player, in my opinion, and for fantasy. So if you're the kind of manager that just wants to set it and forget it, or, you know, if you have weekly lineups, um, you're, you're getting like a top 100, top 150 at best overall player for the full season um, when you when you factor in the warts. But um, if you have some flexibility in your format, he can he can be valuable for you.
0: I'm going to do an article called Once Upon a Dream, and I'll just take <laughs> these players where it's like, if they could just do this one thing, everything could be okay in the world. If they can only do one. Uh, Alec Boehm, uh, two homers in the Mets loss. Bohm now a 319 average in the second half compared to a 276. And I just wanted to bring this up to you, Andrew, because I was just doing a little deep dive on Alec Bohm. And across the board, it's all better in the second half. ISO up. Hard hit was around 28% in the first half. It's up to 38% in the second half. I mean, you pick the number. Strikeout percentage has gone down or K percentage has gone down by two. The entire thing has fixed itself to, to a degree, of course. And over the last 30 days, at least on Yahoo's algorithm, he is a top 35 overall player with four homers, 21 RBI, 17 runs, and that 319 batting average, essentially equating to the second half is the last 30 days. And uh, do you think the death of Alec Bohm in fantasy was premature as he's really found, seemed to find a stride, even though none of it's elite, you know, four homers, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to work, but he does have three homers in each of the last two months as it's picking up. Alec Bohm, 60% owned in Yahoo. Alec Bohm, trust rest of this season and into the future.
1: I mean, I don't think he's going to kill you. I think he's got a really good hit tool. I think he can hit for a, a pretty high average. Uh, to me, the question is really about the power because um, he doesn't offer steals. So if if he's not offering steals and he's not offering home runs, Uh, he's not going to be that interesting in a roto categories kind of league. You don't want him to be Luis Arias, right? So, uh, you know, it is nice to see the uptick in power. I don't know if you looked, when you looked at his splits, if you happen to look at his launch angle, because that's the thing I'm really wanting to see. His launch angle is 10.8% for the season right now. Um, So uh, that's up from last year, but it's still pretty mediocre. It's not the kind of launch angle that is going to get you uh, 25, 30 home runs over a season. I don't think so. He does make hard contact, but he hits a lot of line drives, hits a lot of ground balls. So, um, you know, I I still am not really there in believing that the power uh, is coming based on this this short uh, hot streak. So I need to see it more before I believe that. But, you know, he's only 26 years old, so he's got a long career ahead of him. I could certainly see him making the adjustments to become more of a power hitter. I just don't know if that's happened yet.
0: I think there might be something in Dynasty for a buy. Rest of season, I think you're you you just you're comfortable with what you know you have with him, and there's probably shorter leagues where he's available. Um, first to second half, August has been a little bit of a drudge outside of this last week, and it was really July that he boosted. But home run to fly ball ratio, 8% in the first half, jumped up to almost 14% this half. His ground ball rate has also dropped by around 3% this half. His slugging is up over 100 points. So this is really about what he's doing in the second half, is there sustainability? Have we found growth in him? And if we take these numbers of what he's doing in this shorter stint of the second half, can this be something elongated over a season for next year? And I think it might be. What it would do for him, though, is this would probably be something where, you know, I don't know. He's like a poor, poor, poor man's Alex Bregman, you know, Alex Bregman, where it's like, you're gonna maybe get to 25 homers. You could have a high batting average. Bregman's gonna get a more steals than Boehm is going to be. Just something to look out for um, as he kind of picks that up. On the prospect side, the Royals are calling up Drew Waters from Triple A. He was uh, he was acquired like last month in that Brave uh, competitive balance pick trade that they did, where the Braves were just picking up the 35th overall pick, and they got uh, and the Royals got Drew Waters. And da, 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 he will see, blah, 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 295, 399, 541 with seven homers and 13 stolen bases in 143 plate appearances over 31 games of the Royals so far. Drew Waters was a very highly, highly touted prospect. There's a huge, huge bat speed in his game. There's a lot of swing and miss. He's kind of stalled. There were big stolen base numbers. This is the like the theoretical five-tool type of outfielder whose hit tool really, really regressed. And now he's going to come up with the Royals and get an opportunity. Do you have any interest in um, speculating on a guy like Drew Waters, who has some you know power speed? potential if he plays through the second half of this year and really you know also just him having the potential to play when he's found his groove with the Royals is a big move because the Braves typically move up their outfielders he was the outlier that did not get it so any interest in Drew Waters
1: I certainly would be interested in a speculative ad in a roto categories league just because of the stolen base potential that he brings. You know, I feel like he's very much <laughs> the opposite kind of player of, as Alex Boehm. He's very toolsy player, Hold but on. you, you know, you look at the minor league numbers and you mentioned he, he, was hitting 295 in the Royals AAA system, but he, he had a 28.7% strikeout rate. So, oh, you yeah. know, if you have that highest strikeout rate in AAA. Like, you're probably going to be striking out well north of 30% in the big leagues, which means you're going to be a major batting average liability. So, like, it wouldn't surprise me to see him kind of go the route of like Josh Lowe, where it just <laughs> doesn't work out. Um, but it's, it's fine to take a chance. I have no problem with that, as long as long as the Royals actually do give him regular playing time. We always assume, oh, this is a team that's out of it. Like, they, they, why wouldn't they play their young guys the last five, six weeks of the season? But we've seen the Royals frustrate us with, with some of this stuff before. I mean, they, kept Carlos Santana around way longer than we wish they would. And we had to wait on Vinny Pasquantino. We had to wait on MJ Melendez to get regular playing time. Edward Oliveras is a guy people have always gotten really excited about. And then he doesn't, he never plays, you know? So, I mean, they still have Kyle Isbell there. They've got Michael Taylor. There's some guys who could be standing in his way for regular playing time. So I, I want to just kind of see how it pans out.
0: Something to be interesting to watch with him. Like a lot of guys, there's kind of a, I've seen some chatter about this online over the weekend about how, Uh, teams are starting to adjust to Michael Harris and the big, I mean, it is like, I really want to actually talk to the AFL coming in like a month and a half. I really want to talk to some prospects about this and, and what changed and when this became the thing, but like one of the biggest issues in developmental changes, especially if you have really good hitters is high fastballs. And like, I got a report on a really good prospect, one of the top prospects and how the only hole in their game currently is high velocity. And, In the upper region of the zone. And that's something that kind of like a lot of these guys are always dealing with and always struggling through where like Michael Harris has been hitting nothing but fastballs guys grooving in high velo, uh, a lot of relievers and stuff and not throwing them off speed pitches and I'd be curious to see if that's what Drew Waters sees early on. Cause I actually think he could have some early success if he gets a bunch of fastballs, but then what's going to happen is when teams start, you know, throwing in any breaking pitches and then complementing that with high zone fastballs, is he a high, uh, a higher upper zone fastball hitter? And I don't think he is big strikeout guy. He's kind of a chase guy. So just monitor him, just kind of throwing it out there and uh, letting everybody know that Drew Waters is coming up on the injury front. Uh, Braxton Garrett, 15-day IL. Tyler Molly, 15-IL with shoulder inflammation. I actually thought we were going to not get him there. Sir Anthony Dominguez on the 15-day. George Springer was hit on Sunday, but otherwise he missed the weekend with right knee soreness. That's kind of just been a continuous thing with him, unfortunately. Eric Hosmer missed Sunday's game after leaving uh, Saturday with lower back stiffness. Granke was pulled from his start on Sunday with right forearm cramping. Look at all these injuries. Keegan Thompson on the 15. Guys, Grandal on the 10-day with a hyperextended knee. And Kyle Hendricks out for the rest of the year with 2022. We are in that, like, out for the rest of the season thing here with this month to go. You're going to have teams just giving up pushing out. I expect to probably see a big uptick in injuries. Uh, Andrew, don't you like, yeah,
1: I mean, I'm hoping with, I'm hoping with Tyler Molly that it will be a short stay on the IL and, uh, clearly they, they need him. They went out and got him. So, uh, you know, and he had really turned his season around as well. So I'm still like hopeful that we get a month more of, of good Tyler Molly in September uh, to, you know, uh, help us with that stretch run. And Braxton, uh, uh, Garrett is a real disappointing one for me because I really, he just seemed on the verge of a huge breakout, um, to me. And then he had this string of just awful matchups. I wrote about him in my waiver wire piece, uh, at fantasy pros on, on, uh, I wrote it on Friday. It, It came up Saturday morning, but, um, you know he was still a player i was recommending to pick up just because of the potential but i was like you know you're not going to want to start him probably against the dodgers <laughs> um and now now we have this so it's uh it's kind of a bummer maybe his maybe his full breakout gets pushed back to uh 2023 but uh i still really like him for the for the long term
0: so i got a random it's a new segment it's a brand new segment on the show. You know, we love to interact. We've got the peanuts of Cracker Jacks. We have one of the best chats that is rocking through. Look at all these guys. If you guys aren't hanging out, get in here. You get the whole crew in here. Wonky is rocking with everybody. So man of the people. And I like to see what the chatter is. So we are going to do a new segment. It's called Twitter Chatter. What's going on in the world? I'm going to pick a totally random baseball tweet. has nothing to do with anything. Completely random. I'm going to close my eyes. Pick. Okay. Here it is. This is from John Anderson from Roto Baller. Totally random tweet. Oniel Cruz has been one of the worst hitters in the league this year. So that's nice for Pirates fans. He's hitting 196 with a 244 OBP at 386 slugging. He's got a huge strikeout problem, 38%, and his 61% contact rate is horrific. And he's hitting way too many ground balls, 53% when he does make contact. It's a totally random tweet, Andrew. A completely innocuous. Oniel Cruz, rookie of the year? Not so much heading <laughs> under 200? You got it. O'Neill Cruz trustworthy on your roster rest of season in redraft?
1: I mean, I wouldn't say he's trustworthy, but I would point out he's got 9 homers and 6 steals in 50 games. So, like that's that's a pretty good pace. That's a that's a what 20 30 home run, 15 yeah. plus steal pace, I'm more 20 steal pace. Two, two. So, um Yeah. I mean, that'll play, you know, Um, in a category Roto League, at least in a points league, it probably doesn't play at all. And I agree. I mean, with that swing and miss in his game, like the batting average is not really a fluke. I mean, this guy clearly has uh, some adjustments to make to be a long-term major league baseball player, but it's one of those things where in fantasy, you can kind of deal with it a little bit, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I I obviously disagree a little bit when you, when you say like it's, it totally plays like yeah, the homers and the stolen bases they play to a degree but you know you're going to sink your batting average and you're going to have you might have a week of sunken stats but again, Oniel Cruz, super crazy talent just uh you know one of the biggest strikeout rates hitting under 200 and maybe one of the most overrated uh overrated guys as far as public perception for this year, but yeah, you know, he's, he's so
1: young advantage. though. I mean, come on, he's, you know, it's,
0: it's my, it, I, I have a big, If you don't get the bit here. I've been critical of him this year and how he was anointed he literally came up and the first day he came up, he had rookie of the year, top odds. He was going to win the award this year. I think he's completely overrated long-term he's a bye. He's a, buy. Yeah. his talent is stupid. The home run when he gets it figured out, if he gets it figured out, it's going to be, well, it's
1: like, it's the same thing you were talking about with Joey Gallo. Honestly, it's like people dream like, Oh, what if he can only hit two fifty? then all of a sudden, all this power and speed, he's going to be a stud, you know, but in
0: my article, if I was writing that article, Joey Gallo would be in there. He would 100%. I mean, because he's that guy that, you know, even in bad batting averages, you can probably still project high runs, RBI, homer, and stolen bases. Maybe not RBI. RBI and run are going to be a little dicey, maybe in the median range, but you can project if you're going to get 28 homers and 12 stolen bases, that's awesome. It just doesn't feel great when it's attached to a 196 batting average. In True, perfect. but
1: I'd rather dream on a 23-year-old, uh, you know, who's just getting his first t- taste of the major leagues than dreaming on Joey Gallo, who we, we know what he is one
0: way or another. What's the context of what you're saying, in redraft or dynasty?
1: Uh, well, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't think I'd want either of them in my starting lineup in a 10 or 12 team league in, in re- redraft right now.
0: Yeah, I don't I, 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 is, it's, this is not a question like O'Neill Cruz is like worlds and universes beyond the guy. But even
1: but up. even if you say redraft for next season, for example, like I, I think there's oh, a better yeah. chance that O'Neal Cruz takes a big step forward totally. than that. Joey Gallo gets lucky and hits
0: 260, you know, Yeah, <laughs> totally agree. Totally yeah. agree with that. <laughs> um, Check out this tweet from CBS Sports. Home runs since August 10th. Uh, Mike Mayer actually sent this to me. Albert Pujols, six. The team Phillies, the whole team, five. The whole team of the Rangers, five. And the Red Sox, three. That's actually more amazing than Pujols having more homers with, than them is the Red Sox having three uh, homers on that. I like that tweet as Pujols uh you we all want Pujols to get to 700 i really do i want him to play all the games double headers just get him play whatever position he's got to play like i just want to see it and if he stops at 699 i think he's He's, obligated he's
1: got a better chance than he does did the last time we talked about it so (laughs) if he keeps hitting two home runs whenever he plays uh he could get there even with uh, spot starts
0: yeah uh let's go to some stat heroes for the weekend mark canna three for five he had two homers Five RBIs had that big uh, ender at the, uh, I think it was on Saturday. Alec Bohm, three for five, two homers, six RBI. Jake Fraley, two for two with a homer, three RBI and a stolen base, little combo meal. Evan Longoria, just coming back. He, Evan Longoria was one of my favorite players when he was a Ray. when he was coming up. I loved Longoria, man. Three for four homer, four RBI. Keston Hira, from the dead, zombie Keston here, a two for four, two homers, three RBI. I would love for that to kick back. Riley Green had a homer and an incredible catch because I was dialed into that Angels game uh, when I wasn't complaining about MLB's blackout rules. the He had this diving catch in center field to absolutely take away a run in my team total first five, uh, looking really, really good. That whole defense, they also robbed one at the wall as well. It was just, you know, trying to kill me. Uh, Sayo Suzuki, three for three with a bomb. Andrew Benintendi had a homer. Matt Olson with a homer. And Lane Gileers, three for four with a RBI in a run. Anybody tickle your fancy in this group? I think there's a lot of potential in this. Shane Gileers kind of jumps out to me as he continues to hit with this team. And this is really, this is one of those working out young guys. Why, regardless of what's going on, find a way to pick them up, see if it works. And guys like Vaughn Grissom and Shane galers it is working, Andrew.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the fact, the fact that he's a catcher too. I mean, like, this is a guy who was hitting... 283 with 19 homers and five steals in, in 92 games in A. So, uh, you know, it's more than just this hot star right now. I mean, he is striking out an awful lot so far, but it's only 20 plate appearances. Um, so we shouldn't overreact to that. I mean, I, the bar is so low with catcher. Like, I feel like he's the kind of guy that like instantly is interesting. Like, it doesn't take much at all to become like a, a worthy player of picking up in a 10 or 12 team league at catcher.
0: You know, what's interesting about that too, is I think there's the potential... You can make arguments that there might be a three. I should say there's more than that. Maybe four. Probably you not know, four. Let's go with four. Four catchers that could be inside the top twelve for next year that have less than a year of experience in there. And We're talking Adley. You're talking uh, M J Melendez, who I think could be in that conversation. Shane Gilliers is probably a little bit dicey, but you know what? If he finishes out this whole way through, it's going to be hard to take that bat off. And maybe Francisco Alvarez going into next year, if he gets a little bit of cup of coffee and you look at that and, you know, Adley was, Adley was being drafted. I was very critical of this, but it all works out in the end where Adley was being drafted as like the fifth catcher in a lot of leagues this year. Yet he didn't come up for the first half of the season. So that's kind of stupid unless you are comfortable with it being able to just kind of like roster him at the bottom, but then it's worked out. Adley's going to be drafted as the number one catcher next year. And there's actually little doubt in my mind that it's going to happen. Maybe Ramuto gets in there. I don't know. I think Adley will be the number one. But you now look as you could have four of the young, young catchers make up the top 12 um, of overall catchers drafted next year. Who do you think would be out of that list? It's obviously going to probably, well, it's not going to be Adley. So it's going to be one of the others. Who do you think is on the fringe of that top 12?
1: Uh, remind me who the other three you said were so you was... have
0: Alvarez who hasn't come up yet. You have Shaylen Gileers who's rocking in a bad lineup who should hit in the middle in perpetuity. And then you have MJ Melendez.
1: I think it has to be Alvarez just because we haven't, we haven't seen it yet. And we don't know exactly when he's going to get the opportunity. Um, I mean, I've been on Melendez all along. I, I, I just like what this guy did in the minor. I mean, he, he hit 40 home runs in the minors last season, you know, and, uh, um, it was amazing because they had Sal Perez do it in the majors and Melendez do it in the minors. Um, So it was really nice to see. That was one situation where you had to wait a little while, but then they they really have stuck with Melendez um, through the ups and downs, which are to be expected. So I like him a lot. You know, there's other young catchers too. I think Kiba Ruiz has had kind of a, tough year but I still think he could be yeah. a top 12 catcher next season uh, Alejandro Kirk of course has been a yeah. revelation this yeah, season no so yeah, yeah so I it's a it's a good time 100%. for young catchers really
0: yeah I think Kirk could be anywhere from three to four overall in catcher uh at the catcher spot the the questionable thing to me is after Adley it's this little clump of like is it going to be Ramuto is it going to be a Sal is it going to be um uh, Wilson Contreras or Dalton Varsho, you know, like that type of grouping of guys somewhere in there. That's not a bad spot. And then all of a sudden, if you don't get those guys, then you can take the Melendez's, the, you know, the Ruiz's. You can just kind of take some of those shots in the dark on, and I mean, Cow Rowley can't hit for average, but he leads catchers and homers this year. So um this is why I don't spend too, too heavy. It's a pretty good group.
1: I mean, Real Muto, I, I've got him. I mean, in a, if you play in any type of a categories league, like he has really just been, a huge boost with the stolen bases. I mean, his season kind of got off to a rough start, but I mean, now he's just, he's really cooking. And then of course, Will Smith is, is also always. Uh, well, yeah, we we'll be well. in
0: that group too. That you yeah. know, fun debate would be Adley or Rumuto for next year on what side people are gonna go with. So um maybe that's something we'll bring up later. Adley Our gets
1: collection. to make his audition for the yeah, next yeah. month.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and he's been doing it. I think yeah. he's one of the God, if I remember, he might be the high I could be completely wrong about this. I want to say it was like the highest war of all catchers uh already in his short. I mean, now I have to look. So this is ruining my so let's take a look here. Let's take off qualified. And let's see, war for catchers, just because I said it and we can't not do it. Uh, no, but he is the, okay, so this is a wild one. He is the fifth highest in war for catchers. He's within one full point of the top guy, which is Ramuto, but he's done it in only 73 games. The next lowest is Jose, Jose Trevino in 88. The other three, Will Smith, Sean Murphy, and Remuto, all over 100 games. Adley has a three and a half WAR in seventy three games. That's a wild number, folks. That's a wild number for a rookie and a catcher. Let alone, I'll still uh, take
1: Rio Muto and redraft next year.
0: Yeah, I think I think he would probably take it, but um, if there's a discount, if there's a big gap, that would change my mind. I'm I will never ever. You'll never see me pay up for catchers. So. If you know, unless you're in a two catcher league, of course, but if you're in like a single catcher league and you're paying fifth round, that'll never be me. I'll just take the back end of what's still out there. And if uh, there's a big gap between Adley and him, that's where I would pick Uh, some big performances from this weekend. Justin Steele has been just such a Good second half, just maybe most of the season guy. Uh, Six, struck out nine, gave up only two hits. Arahara, six, with uh, three strikeouts. Shamanaya went seven, striking out four, giving up five hits, no walks. Nestor Cortez struck out five and six. And Alec Manoa, six, striking out eight, hitting one judge and starting one fight with Garrett Cole, telling him Mm -hmm. to. Do you see he's like, cross that. What a weird, like, come get me, bro line where he's like, if he wants to come and walk past the Audi sign, you're like what? Did you see did you see that?
1: I didn't. No. <laughs> like
0: he hit Aaron Judge and they were kind of cool. Garrett Cole just kind of jumped up and freaked out. And then in a, a post-conference thing, Alec Manoa was like, Well, if he wants to do something, he can cross that Audi sign. And what he was talking about was like the painted Audi logo <laughs> on the field. And it was just like
1: do you think Absolutely. Audi is happy about this uh, reference or not?
0: That, that, that had to be worth at least like half a million dollars. In it's their a new
1: ad campaign. campaign. Totally Across think. the Audi sign right now. Get a if, special baseball deal.
0: Like, if baseball was like hockey and they had like a, uh, you know, like a, a a fight and then a two minutes in the booth, it could be sponsored by Audi and everyone would love it. 100%. Uh, some stat zeros, Kyle Stowers, who got called up 0 for 4, four strikeouts, some uh, offers with three strikeouts, Aristides Aquino, Jeremy Pena, Eugenio Suarez, Brett Beatty 0 for 5, and Michael Harris, So for fours, we got to watch the Michael Harris stuff. This is a huge key to the next year value on Michael Harris is how he adjusts now that the league is adjusting to him. Um, you're going to see a lot more breaking pitches, which he hits at a much lower rate. And let's see where the struggle or where the return comes from. I think that will tell you how elite we walk into next season with him. Uh, on the pitcher side struggles, Sandy Alcantara, a rare, rare struggle, six earned runs, 10 hits, 5Ks. Jose Quintana uh, only went two and two thirds, gave up two earned runs with seven hits. Mike Minor gave up five. Kyle Gibson didn't go five. And Shohei Otani, as I mentioned, Gave up uh, 300 runs in four, but one of his 85 pitches in four innings is one of the lower outputs uh, across the board. The Sandy one, do you think, I, I think you and I have talked about this just real quick. We've talked about the, um, the Cy Young stuff, and I want to say that you were in on some of the others besides Sandy. This is one of those things yep. that I think lowers the market a little bit for Sandy and closes the gap. I think it was Burns that was number two. I know there's some people that have hit me up about like Edwin Diaz maybe being in that mix.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was saying Scherzer is a long shot, but yeah. I yeah, I true. mean, that's the thing with Alcantara, it's just the margin for error. The fact that he's not on a winning team and isn't piling up a huge win total. Uh, you know, doesn't isn't a huge strikeout guy. Um, there's just certain things that make it he doesn't have that huge margin for error. So a couple more starts like this, I agree. I think that that would really open the door, but I just I never saw him as like a runaway for it anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, Let's go and check out the home run leaderboard, which we don't have a graphic. I need to get on them to get us a new graphic because we have a brand new leader on the board. High Cubby is back in the lead. High Cubby, 2016 with 46 homers. Doesn't look like anybody hit a Sunday homer in the top of the leaderboard. D-Blum is at 45. Go Cards, 43. That is your top three with Terry and Mike Mayer coming up on the 40. Still only six people on the 40 home run uh, marker, so we will be on the lookout for that. Friends, try to find it. Where did it go? When you're making your bets, there is only one for kings and queens. Yes, here it is the official crown for Bet MGM. Yes, uh, Andrew, uh, Joe used to have a nice crown. I have a tiara because <laughs> I have my daughter here, and this was ordered. The mystery was solved, by the way. And I might let everybody know who it was on Wednesday, Wonky Wednesday. I'm going to release who the uh, mystery of the scent tiaras was. But go and check out Bet MGM today. Use the uh, app, go online, use a promo code leading off, and get a risk-free $1,000 bet. Do it today. Uh, I've got four bets for you. The ones are the top algorithm strikeouts. Let's take this off. Strikeouts and total bases, and then the plus money strikeouts and total bases. So. The number one total base prop for the day is not crazy juiced up. Over on Sugar House, it's Mookie Betts at one and a half total bases. It's minus 113. That's actually not bad versus Milwaukee. The number one on the plus money total bases is Wilson Contreras. You're getting plus 125 with one and a half total bases against St. Louis. So... Both of those, they're actually not badly juiced. The number one strikeout prop of the day is Julio Urias, who's projected at almost six. And it's an underplay because the number is at seven and a half versus Milwaukee. It is minus 160. And you're plus this. I took an even money play. Jeffrey Springs, even money on five and a half strikeouts. Fantasy pros is projecting, or betting pros is projecting six and a half versus the Angels. So, Andrew, any of those bets, uh, Urias springs strikeouts, Contreras bets total bases, which one do you like if you're taking one or multiple?
1: I mean, that Mookie bets one looks pretty good to me. I mean, that's that's a real low number, and it's almost even money. So, yeah, I mean, I think he should, you know, I mean, you never know in any one day, but he should crush that.
0: Yeah. I kind of, I, I don't play under, so I don't, but I, I kind of like that Julio Urias under seven and a half to, you know, I mean, Milwaukee would be a place you can get eight strikeouts, but I don't particularly like the strikeout uh, pop from Urias, but the Mookie Betts one I am on as well. Just quickly on the DFS, some pricing over on FanDuel. You can get Kopech at eight, seven, which I kind of dig this week. Uh, Jeffrey Springs is eight, uh, Sonny Gray, nine and a half, and Scherzer, 11 and a half. If you're looking for some lineup builders, you've got, four teams with five or more uh projected earned runs you've got the uh you got philly atlanta minnesota and the dodgers if you want to pick and choose from those maybe top of the lineup players if you're putting those all together and lastly home run call andrew i throw it to you we're going to start the week off hot Who do you got
1: well i'm not surprised go cards is doing well in the home run count because the cards are on fire and i'm I'm not going to stray from that. I'm going to go with Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, he's got a couple home runs this in the last few days. He's hitting for the season 435 with nine homers in 92 at bats against left-handed pitching. He's facing Drew Smiley. Feel good story that Drew Smiley's, you know, been doing decently lately, but I think it's going to come crashing down for him against uh, that on fire in Fuego Cardinals team. So I look for Goldie to go yard.
0: We have got uh, Mayor picking Reese Hoskins, who I almost picked. Wonky has got Jake Fraley. And I'm going to do something I haven't done in a long time. I'm going to go with a Buxton Monday. Yes, we're going to go Byron Buxton for the day. Hasn't been doing much of anything. Does hit uh, 245 against lefties, though. We've got Cole Reagans in the house. So I am going to be jumping on with Byron Buxton I'm kind of excited if we can get a homer and we can rev start uh, some Buxton action. Dr. Glenn, you got my line for the day. Glenn says I went seven and two thirds, gave up one earned, seven strikeouts currently as my start for today uh in the host seat and i'm carrying a 257 era on the season Ooh, thank you very much dr glenn i'm gonna have to have a bad blow up here to uh jump up that era and shout out happy birthday to go cards i saw in the chat it is his birthday so uh let's all wish go cards a happy birthday you can do that in the uh discord if you would like or do it right now andrew anything going on that we need to know before we're talking again next
1: I'm just uh, churning out these waiver wire pieces for fantasy pros every Saturday morning. You can check those out. Um, I got my uh, rest of season rankings updated at rosrankings.com. Uh, so you can go there as well. And got a podcast going twice a week uh, on Apple and Spotify the rest of season rankings podcast with my co host, Bart Wheeler
0: very very cool friends you can find me on twitter at is it the welsh you can join in my hatred of mlb's blackout rules which i tweeted about this weekend you can catch the twitch show which is a little bit later today and go over to thisleague.com, where um we got all the cool stuff and i'm actually working on my 2023 rankings which i'm going to be posting in september so that should be fun for andrew i am welsh everybody thank you so much for hanging out with us have a fantastic week get those wins in it's championship time this is when it's won we're out of here it's fantasy pros Peace. Peace.